Hello and welcome to our Soul Discovery Series. I'm your host, Amanda Hopkins, and I'm so glad to have all of you here with us today as we continue this journey all through opening more to soul truth alignment. You know, as we've been coming together in these sacred times of communion, um, you know, it really is intended for the spectacular alignment and embodiment of your soul truth and light, really opening you up to that magnificence, that beauty, that sensational essence of you, Um, you know, really allowing that to be spectacular, to be big. And so as we're doing that, one of the things that's really important is that we really start to recognize the role that your inner senses play, allowing you to recognize the potency of, those inner senses and how they can expand your internal perception so that you're more fully connected in, dialed in, open and awakened to the heightened spaces of your own being. You know, these heightened sacred spaces within you really serve to amplify your soul wisdom, intelligence, mastery, and especially your unique genius that's moving in and through you right, awakening within you to be expressed effortlessly out into the world. When that unique genius of you, that soul wisdom, intelligence, mastery, brilliance is fully illuminated, it's reflected in your body. You know, you look radiant, you feel radiant, you feel energized. And so we're really on this exploratory journey where we're venturing out into exciting new realms of existence for you, but they already exist within you, and that's where they awaken, right? They awaken within you. They awaken within your body, um, really opening up to more of that coming in through your own being. So it's really an exciting exploration of your unique inner being. And so with every call, we're really guiding you along this inner journey as each speaker comes in and shares their unique perspective, their unique brilliance, their wisdom, and support that internal unveiling of the greater possibilities, layers of mastery, and brilliant gifts that comprise your soul truth. They're here to take your hand and to guide you into that higher knowing that allows you to internally realign your being with the sacred flow and the highest truth of your sacred soul being. And so today, to facilitate this greater alignment and illumination of Sacred Soul Truth, we're so fortunate to have here with us Jean Ang. And let me introduce Jean to you. For those of you who might not um, have worked with Jean or be familiar with him, uh, Jean Ang, Ph.D., has a healing practice based in Thousand Oaks, California, and sees clients for a number of energy healing practices. In addition, he teaches seminars that focus on the integration of science, spirituality, and healing. Gene travels both in the United States and internationally, facilitating healing sessions and workshops. Gene received his BA from Stanford in Human Biology and Philosophy Religious Studies and a PhD from Yale University in Neurobiology. His work centers around the use of subtle energy to restore balance and harmony to the body and to the mind that healing can occur, whether it be physical, emotional, mental, and or spiritual. 
Gene doesn't see himself as the healer, but simply as part of the interconnectedness that occurs when the facilitator, client, and source, love, God interact to bring forth healing, wholeness, understanding, and evolution. And here to bring us um, information and even an experience of non-dual healing frequencies from the Arcturians, um, Jean is here with us today. Jean, welcome. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Hi, Amanda, and hi, everyone. It's uh, great to be here, and thanks for that uh, great introduction. And I love the words that you shared with everyone before that, and words can be so powerful and uplifting. Mm, Thank you. Yeah. You know, um, my intention that I hold in my heart for us is always that we're opening up to that highest truth and light that wants to flow through. And I I feel such a peaceful um, yet expansive energy coming in with you coming in here with us today, Jean, and bringing this energy. And so I'm really excited to talk a little bit more about what the non-dual healing frequencies are and um, really get into that and also get into the experience of it. But before we do, I want you all listening to know that Jean is going to be doing some mini healing sessions. So you can request yours. Just let us know, um, you know, what is it that you want healing for? You know, what is the concern that you have or the issue that you're wanting some support with? And um, we will be pulling you from the phone line. So if you want to talk to us live, you can press star 2 to raise your hand and share with us what's going on with you. Or you can put in the Q&A box on the webcast page what it is that you're wanting some support with. And we'll be um, taking some requests from there as well. Um, So we'll get to that in just a bit. But before we do, um, Jean, I would love to know, you know, um, what are the Arcturian non-dual healing frequencies that you um, are bringing forth for us here today? And also, I want to—I would love to have a little understanding about how you came about recognizing these and and understanding what they are as well. It's always fascinating to understand the journey that you've gone through to open to that. Yeah. Oh no. Thanks. That's great. Uh, yeah. These are pretty much brand new frequencies within the um, the Arcturian frequencies or Arcturian healing method that I've been connecting with the Arcturians. And um, when I was trying to think of the topic for uh, to discuss on the interview, it just uh, really coincided synchronistically, you know, with a number of things. And one of them was that um, there was this uh, five-day training uh, for people who have been doing the Arcturian healing method uh, to actually be attuned to these uh, new frequencies. And that happened, like, basically last week. So um, it's that new. And uh, so I thought, oh, this is, you know, perfect to bring this through on a more public or group level to really anchor them in. And I think people are really uh, entering or wanting to enter this phase of really connecting, like you mentioned, as a topic of the series, the discovery series, you know, to their uh, deepest sense of self, their soul alignment. And so I see uh, these maybe just to kind of conclude this introduction is um, there's kind of what might be called relative healing, uh, which is very important. That might be like healing of something which, you know, changes. Maybe it's a, a broken leg or um, an emotional state or um, a more sort of initiation challenge like a chronic illness that someone might be working with. 
And that might have something to do with our body, um, our emotions, our mind, our mental uh, body, or even uh, higher levels like a karmic or soul level. And then I see um, what's within these non-dual healing frequencies um, coming from the Arcturians or just non-dual healing in general uh, in any tradition or modality would be what I would call vertical healing where you're more connecting uh, and becoming aware of your deepest sense of self, who you are. Uh, you could call it your divine self. In other traditions, they might call it like emptiness or voidness or uh, you know, your God self or divine spark. And uh, that awareness, you know, will uh, continue where whatever form we may take. So it kind of is beyond form. And so I think um, it's taken a while um, for within the Arcturian healing methods for these to land because I think there was uh, necessary groundwork and uh, even my own understanding of them sort of needed to reach some point where I could, um, you know, be a vessel to hold that space uh, for the Arcturians to come through and also people's guides and, and their higher self uh, within that container. Mm. Yeah, well, and it feels like such a good time because we're seeing the amplification of that duality, you know, people kind of going at mm. each other, even arguing within them themselves, not really sure what to think, what to believe. Um, so it feels like the timing is really important. Um, for this. So I'd love to kind of have an understanding of why now, why at this time, what shifted, and does it have to do with where we are collectively in our own conscious awareness? Yeah, I think I think so. And I think, of course, some, um, you know, different fields of information and uh, kind of different karmic links help people to kind of move forward uh, and I think this is a um, kind of a deep, ancient uh, uh, practice or um, connection that maybe we've, uh, if people believe in past lives or future lives, we've been working on a little bit in each lifetime or even in between lifetimes to come to that deeper uh, realization or connection with our uh, divine self, our higher self, uh, this what I call ever-present uh, witnessing awareness. Uh, so maybe I'll just start and we can kind of um, unpack from there, or go from there. Like, mm-hmm. what what am I referring to by this non-dual state and uh, versus a, a duality? And I think most people probably understand that, but just somewhere to start with. And these aren't rigid mm-hmm. um, definitions. Uh, but I would say um, they call them uh, pointing out instructions in a lot of traditions, one that I've studied where they um, there's many different non-dual traditions, but one – uh, ones I've studied or studied um, is either within the Buddhist context, Tibetan Buddhist context, or some in esoteric Christian context. But uh, they sometimes call them pith instructions or pointing out instructions. It's a bit like we have that um, divine non-dual self within us, or you could say it's a state of consciousness, but uh, sometimes we're not sure exactly what that is. It's a bit like, if I use the analogy, um, we've seen a number of colors, but uh, we don't exactly know or identify what red is, even though we've seen red. So then, uh, but we just don't have a label for it or haven't identified it yet as red. And then, so someone might come along and say, well, this color that you've been looking at is red. And that's very similar to pointing out instructions in the sense that we've had these non-dual states 
and we may or may not we may have come to the realization that those were like unified states but someone might come along who's also had that experience and said well this exactly this is what they're referring to as like a non-dual state and it's quite simple it's actually our ever-present witnessing awareness it's sort of like when we're in the witness consciousness that's actually uh, considered a non-dual state. It, it might be quite normal to us, but um, it's what everything arises out of. So whether we're happy or sad, whether we're experiencing a bodily sensation or a mental state, there's always a part of our, of our consciousness that's actually witnessing that. And if we can identify more with the witness rather than sort of what's showing up like on the screen, that really keeps us in a very centered and uh, non-dual and uh, divinely connected state. So, so those are kind of maybe help, helpful to kind of start with. Mm. Yeah, I love that explanation. Um, and I love that, you know, I really love that concept of, of recognizing where we wouldn't know what red was unless someone told us, oh, that's red. Um, similar idea, because I know that there's so much when we can go into meditation or when we can just see that we're actually witnessing and perceiving, but we might not even realize that we're recognizing something. Um, so I like the idea of bringing our attention to that ever-present witnessing awareness and allowing ourselves to be the witness, to observe, and just start to notice um, what we're experiencing at that deeper level. Um, you know, I think it's so interesting. We want to know how does this support, you know, we want, most of the times relief or we want to understand what what our role is in this journey of life but i love that what you're bringing forth doesn't just serve in this lifetime but it goes beyond and you know it's really for our deeper soul growth and a much more expanded level that can extend beyond our physicality right here and now um so i wonder you know as we're supporting and serving our whole soul journey how how do these frequencies that you're bringing forward also serve us in our practical life, in our day-to-day. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the other analogies they use a lot that may kind of help um, understand and then kind of expand on, on, you know, how it works practically is the, um, and there's actually new metaphors, but one they've used that's fairly modern is uh, like a movie or with a projector. And so reality, kind of our, uh, dualistic reality or what we experience mostly is what we might call like our normal reality the here and now of like the physical world with our body and personality is like the screen of a movie where you see this whole you know uh, um, I guess movie going along which might you might call our like daily life or whatever's happening and then but the non-dual state is actually the light in the projector you know that's projecting through the film onto the screen. And mm-hmm. so what happens, yeah, in that situation from a non-dual perspective is if you're caught up in the movie, you'll try to change things in the movie when they don't sort of feel right or fit right or seems to be going wrong. And in the metaphor, it would be very similar to trying to going trying to go up to the screen and, and while like a, let's say a horror harsh portion of the movie is going on or a very scary portion and trying to change something on the screen of the movie, which, you know, in the metaphor for our understanding would be kind of absurd. Like we wouldn't, like you, you wouldn't be able to do anything with mm-hmm. that because they're just light, light projections, which in a lot of these spiritual traditions, that's kind of what they're calling 
they call it, maybe they call it Maya or illusion or the play or Leela. It's like what we're experiencing doesn't really, it's sort of more ephemeral than we kind of make it. We make it very solid, lasting and real. And that does lead to perhaps what we might call suffering or, or pain or frustration. When in fact, what needs to be changed or what needs to be identified with is kind of the light that's in the projector metaphorically. And so we just kind of identify with that light, realizing whatever's showing up in the screen uh, is just changing. It's just forms that are changing. So I think what is important now, just to answer your question, is, like you said, we are in a very, I think, a very challenging, but also a very um, opportunistic or mm-hmm. an opportune time, really, to uh, develop and to accelerate, to become more interconnected. And uh, maybe it's also forcing us to identify with that, which is more lasting and present, and to come to identify with our with that part of ourselves that's the witness that's going to always be there, regardless of what's showing up sort of on the screen of life. And that really brings a lot of stability, I think, to to our awareness. Mm, yeah, and the stability, that's what we try to mimic and create in our external world sometimes, and it just doesn't work. I love that analogy. It's so great. Because I'm thinking of like how we try to control our environment or how we try to control the interactions we have with others. And that doesn't actually work where is we, we've got to turn inward. And that's one of the things, you know, as we were coming in, talking about really looking at our inner senses and how are we perceiving and interacting and engaging with the world around us. That's, um, you know, as we start to turn inward, I feel like that's what you're bringing forth as you bring this awareness in that we can actually start to shift the actual projection of the image versus trying to go up to the screen. So that's, I love that metaphor. I really, really love it. Um, One of the things that I would love to have you share a little bit more with us about um, is the role that the Arcturians have in the process of awakening on the planet. But I'd love to hear from your perspective what awakening is um, you know, how have you seen that? And also just sharing a little bit about the I am presence within that awakening. Um, what is the I am presence? You know, I know I've heard a lot of different people give different perceptions and perspectives. So I'd love to hear what's yours. Um, you know, how do you perceive the I am presence and what how, what does that have to do with our awakening? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great question and just like how to unpack that. And um, with this, you know, um, and it's just one possible definition, the ever-present, uh, you know, witnessing awareness like the here and now. We could just call it the witness. Uh, that can be equated or it's maybe a very practical way to uh, experience to our consciousness the what I would call the I am presence, perhaps our divine self or divine spark or our higher soul, the other, you know, uh, labels or terms. So I would say the I am presence in an experiential form is the witness. And I also, um, what might be helpful is that it's a type of frequency uh, of consciousness that's very stable, that's connected to the divine. And I think that's what we really communicate um, primarily to people and then, or to our whole environment, beings, animals, uh, even spaces, if everything's conscious. And then, um, then it may take a form, like maybe it's a poem, or maybe it's, you know, uh, me speaking, or you're speaking to me, or maybe it's just our facial expression, or, or it could be none of, you know, it could be just even mind to mind. So I think it's when you hold that certain frequency of the witness or the I am presence, um, people feel that, and then they go into resonance with that. It reminds them 
of their um, I am presence or their divine self. And then the words or the actions are kind of secondary. They kind of um, are, are forms to transmit that frequency. So I think it's the witness um, and then a certain frequency. And I think as that frequency comes, um, I was just going to mention, maybe we can expand on this as, um, you know, in, in part of the question you asked, is then how do the Arcturians, or I would say any um, spiritual guides or beings, mm-hmm. it could be an incarnated mm-hmm. being, could be a spiritual consciousness. Uh, those those beings who also have uh, hold that same frequency or state of consciousness, they can help us uh, to hold that or to remind us. Or there are certain conditions where uh, it's very easy for us to hold that, but then we kind of get kind of get caught up in the dream or the movie sometimes, and we forget. We kind of lose the, that um, that tone or that frequency, and so they can be reminders. For us to kind of bring bring back to our awareness what we what we are. Mm. I love that. You know, it's interesting because as I was asking the questions, um, I was thinking, you know, our mind always wants to kind of define or try to grasp or understand these different things. But um, I love what you shared because the more we just allow ourselves to be in the presence and open and open to that greater divine energy that wants to to move through us and express through us um we can actually have the experience of it and then we don't then we can let go of that need to define or confine um what that really is because it's so much bigger than what we actually i believe can even perceive um from a conscious awareness as we are embodied in this incarnation but um also very very supportive for what we want to do when we can open to receive that greater perspective so from that um standpoint so if we're opening how do we really embody the um how do we embody that energy how do we embody the non-dual levels of consciousness um into Mm -hmm. all the levels of our being including our physical body Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, maybe um, maybe some just uh, uh, pointing out areas of where that witness, where people have experienced that witness, they, they usually mention it's like, um, uh, like if you've ever been uh, shocked, like that first moment, like if someone kind of comes up to you and like scares you, or you hear a loud sound like a bang, in that first moment before you make an interpretation like oh i just got scared or oh now i'm scared in that first moment actually that's the non-dual state that's kind of where you can find it so so it's just to kind of like we've all had these places uh the other place is like in between thoughts like that's why meditation can be really helpful is that uh in the beginning like maybe someone picks up a meditation practice whatever it might be just some kind of way to still their mind they actually might think that they actually are more aware of more thoughts usually <laughs> they think mm-hmm. that meditation is going backwards when in fact it's actually going forwards at that point because uh, we just weren't aware of the thoughts and then at some point if you kind of stay out a little bit you come to the point where there's a little bit of a gap between thoughts it can be like a milliseconds to then it becomes more seconds that gap between thoughts is also the non-dual witness state. So, And then there's one more place is that um, we always have that witness consciousness that we are, we're kind of aware, we're aware of our body. And so we can't be our body because a part of our consciousness is observing the body. 
this is kind of one of the exercises to kind of identify with this witness. And then if you have an emotion, if you're aware of that emotion, so you can't be that emotion because you're, you're something that's being aware of it. And you so on through the kind of different subtle layers, like the men, if you have a thought, you can't be that thought, even though sometimes you get caught up in the dream of that. So you must be the witness of that thought if, if, you're, um, with, uh, if you're experiencing it. And so if you, so even if you're confused, they say, like, if, even if you're confused about, like, all this non-dual stuff, there's the part of you that's aware of your confusion, and that, mm-hmm. that in itself is the non-dual state. <laughs> so so that's, these are just ways to kind of, okay, I, I think I'm getting more and more stable about what, what we're referring to. And then what happens after that is you try to maintain some of that awareness in everything that goes on in your life uh, and in all states of consciousness. So, you know, like let's say in the waking state, whether you're being yelled at, you know, by whoever it might be, your boss or your partner, or you're, you know, making love to your partner or you're with your kids or you're in the middle of traffic, there's a part of you that's still aware of that witness um, you know, portion. And that's how you start to stabilize this very um, fundamental state of consciousness. And then, uh, so that's the waking state. And then a lot of us are, um, you might think, well, when I'm dreaming, sometimes I'm not aware that I'm dreaming. So I, I lost the witness. So some of these more deeper, you could call yogic practices, or they'll say, now you need to then start practicing being aware even in when you're dreaming. So a lot of different um, spiritual traditions will have something like a lucid dreaming practice where you will actually wake up in your dream without coming out of the dream. And then mm-hmm. you can practice witnessing the dream. Uh, so that would be like the next subtle state of consciousness. And then finally, or there's a couple more states, like when you're deep in uh, what they call deep sleep, where you're not having any images, it's sort of like that unconscious, like, um, you know, I, I was so uh, sleepy that I was just like, just woke up the next day. So like eight hours, you're kind of like in this almost a dreamless state. And so we go through that every cycle of, of sleep, like every hour and a half cycle. And what you, it's called like usually delta wave. But you all, but there are ways that you can actually wake up during that deep sleep state where you can become aware. You don't come out of your sleep. You just, uh, many people might have had this who are listening where you're aware of like almost awareness. It's one of the deepest states of this non-dual kind of practice. And so you can do practices where you um, become the witness even in uh, deep sleep states. So that's kind of, of how you try to embody uh, embody this once you kind of have identified what it is that you're uh, looking for, what the witness is. Mm. So in order to become more aware in those um those states of consciousness, is that something that's supported by the work you do with the Arcturians? Yeah, like um, that's what these frequencies are. Because uh, we have, um, uh, like the frequencies don't give the witness day because it's something like it's our, uh, almost like our spiritual birthright. It's almost like our consciousness is the witness. And uh, the and so what the Arcturians, what I was mentioning about, and it doesn't have to be the Arcturians. It could be any a being or person even who people feel uh, embody that witnessing state and then who can mm-hmm. kind of almost transmit or help us hold that state. So I was going to share a practice here. Maybe it's a good time just to share it, just to give a, yeah. people an idea. 
uh, yeah, within the uh, um, so a way people can accelerate their sort of development of uh, of really kind of just identifying and holding the non-dual states in all conditions is if you know the if you have a very strong resonance to an awakened being. So let's say some people, like I mentioned, esoteric Christian tradition, or maybe that's even like no tradition in, in itself, but like connect with the Christ being, or maybe it's Mother Mary, or if it's a divine feminine figure who is, you know, considered an awakened being, or in this case, we're mentioning the Arcturians. But whoever that might be, it might be a teacher that you know who in a non-dual tradition who you feel really embodies that. What you do is you imagine them like in your meditation in front of you, maybe slightly, you know, um, elevated, kind of facing you. And then there are certain chakra points that actually hold these states. So like, um, uh, so what you see is like from their forehead chakra, they project like a light to your forehead chakra. It's sort of like imbuing your, your forehead chakra with this non-dual state. Oh, sorry. And then from their throat chakra, they project like a light to your throat chakra. And that sort of embodies, it sort of, uh, helps you in your throat center and that consciousness to hold the non-dual state. And then finally from their heart chakra, like lights come out and then, uh, project to your heart chakra and sort of like help you to hold that resonance from the heart state. And the reason I'm using those chakras, because in a lot of, uh, the head chakra holds that waking state, non-dual witness. The throat chakra holds the dreaming state, uh, witnessing non-dual state. And then the heart chakra uh, holds this um, deep sleep, uh, non-dual state. So they're almost like helping you to hold that resonance of their consciousness with your consciousness. And then the final portion of this meditation is, you, let's say it's the Christ being or, or your teacher that you're imagining that. You imagine they like um, melt down into like a small sphere of whatever color seems appropriate. Let's say it's a brilliant gold sphere. And then it comes to your top of your crown, uh, you know, where your pillar of light is. And then it just, you imagine it merging down into your uh, central channel. And then it's like your their consciousness merges with your consciousness. And then that accelerates like through a resonance exchange because they're in an awakened state where they can hold that witness state like in, in kind of almost like um, 24-7, you might say, then you kind of, because of that exchange and that merging sort of visualization, you kind of come to that same state of consciousness that's within yourself. Uh, so anyways, that, that's just the one possible energy kind of visualization practice. Mm. I love that. I was kind of doing it as you went along. <laughs> My whole body is vibrating. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, man, I hope you all listening. Really, um, if you didn't go through that, as Jean was describing it, go through it because that's really awesome. I mean, our our power of visualization, I mean, our capacity to use our imagination is so powerful, so much more powerful. Sometimes I think we can feel like, oh, well, it can't be that easy, but, you know, our, our mind, our consciousness does tend to think in images and pictures and um, and in these different ways. So when we can do something like that, I, I really want to emphasize the, the potency and the power of that to actually make a big shift. I mean, I, I can feel, like I said, I can feel my whole body vibrating just from that few moments of conscious awareness and really being with that exercise. So um, thank you for that. 
Um, that's really amazing. Um, so I think, um, you know, one of the things that I want to ask you about um, is, you know, you mentioned when we go into meditation and those thoughts start coming up and now it's not that now our thoughts are starting to, you know, we're going backwards. We're, we're actually starting to recognize those thoughts that they're coming through. Um, one of the things that I find people get, I don't know if it's concerned is the right word, but they'll have questions about, well, I'm not getting anything. I'm not getting any information. I'm not getting any insight when I go into meditation. Um, and that can sometimes, they can be like, oh, man, I'm doing it wrong or something like that. What would you say to those people about that experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just add one last, maybe like um, sort of like a simple but important part of that exercise that I just mentioned that can as a segue to perhaps um, unpacking a little bit about uh, the question you just asked is um, once you that like um, you imagine the merging of the gold, like the sphere of that kind of consciousness of that being with your central channel, you'll uh, then you just meditate at that point, like uh, because you'll probably be like you said in that kind of um, elevated, expanded consciousness, and which is probably it's the non-dual state. So that's the best kind of way to get into the non-dual state. And then if you feel that, you just stay there for however long you want um, in that meditative state. So, but uh, yes. Uh, within the non-dual context, the idea is, is that because we're trying to stabilize the witness, so um, let's say you're doing something we might call formal meditation, but this could be a, you can do this at, um, you know, when you're also outside or they call it post-meditation. But let's say, like you mentioned, in the context of formal meditation, what you're, what you don't actually care what shows up because everything is like grist for the mill. So let's say a lot of thoughts come. What uh, so you just I try and identify with the witness. So that's even that's fine because all those things, it's good practice to just see those things come. And as long as you don't kind of follow the story, you just keep just identifying with the witness. They'll kind of um, like kind of explode out, and then they sort of sustain for a while, and then they peter out. They just sort of like leave. And so whatever shows up, whether it's kind of what they call like a bright day. Or a, or a rainy day, you know, like their positive thoughts or negative thoughts or neutral thoughts. It's all kind of the same thing because mm-hmm. you're the witness of all that. So it's a bit like the analogy they use is like you're the sky, your consciousness is like the sky, and whatever shows up, whether it's uh, a sunny day or a rainy day or clouds, which can be the metaphorically is like the thoughts and emotions, you're still identified with the sky, so the sky can hold anything mm-hmm. that shows up. Uh, so just to answer your question, it's a little bit different, like if one's perspective is, I'm going into the meditation to get some information. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great type of kind of contemplative exercise. It's not a non-dual exercise because it's a bit like, saying in that metaphor of the movie, I'm going to watch this movie to, you know, to get some facts about, you know, I'm going to play this particular DVD of this movie to like see what exactly happened in the characters. So maybe I can get some information about the relative, you know, reality of, you know, the movie. And that's not considered, that would be kind of a different type of purpose than a non-dual type of um, meditation where you're more mm-hmm. not concerned about the content that's showing up, 
but more um, wanting to stabilize the the consciousness that's behind all content that ever shows up. Mm-hmm. Can our answers then come from being present to what wants what what our soul wants us to witness? Yes, exactly. So I think what you did just with that statement kind of merged the two. So uh, that's kind of so what. Um, so if you wanted to access your deepest wisdom of what, you know, like, um, um, let's say of an, so it can be very practical. Like if you had an issue, like a, like a very in the world problem, but you wanted to come to it from a non-dual state, you would get into the witness consciousness and then just allow the answer to emerge. Like that's Mm. one, that's the non-dual style. Rather than, or you could, the other style, which I wouldn't say is wrong or right, it's just, it may be a different uh, attack, is you're entering the problem, but you're kind of entering the movie, and you're more identified inside the movie, and you're trying to figure it out. And it, and things aren't necessarily merging from that deepest um, void state or that deepest witnessing state, because you could be so involved with the mechanics of what's going on and trying to figure it out maybe from your mental level or even an emotional level. So it's a, it's a sort of a different approach. Uh, but answers um, on a very, let's say, relative level can emerge from the non-dual state. It's just that there, it's almost like uh, it would kind of come out of your witness consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like those are the times where you get the, you get, steps to take and you're like why am I doing that that doesn't even make sense but then it all comes into you actually have a an answer that's better than you imagined I've had that happen before at least where it's like Mm. you know I I, I go into that space and it's like oh well I'm supposed to do this okay well I'm just going to follow it and then it takes down a completely different path actually resolves the issue and then some um so I think it's really it has the potential to be really powerful. Um, but sometimes I think, too, it can just bring peace to our body and our being. That's what I'm really feeling from um, as I'm feeling into what you're saying and, and that space is that it can it can bring peace to our being so we can actually be available, be in the space that you talked about to really actually be able to observe rather than getting into the dynamics of it. So um, I think that's really helpful. Um, it feels like a good time to go ahead and um, start bringing people on the line for the mini healing sessions. Are you open to that? Well, yeah, that sounds great. Awesome. All right, so if you want to talk to us on the phone, again, you can press star 2 to raise your hand, or if you have an issue, concern, um, or healing request, you can put that in the question box on the webcast page, and we'll get some from there as well. Um, So first, I'm going to start on the phone line. We're going to go to um, Pennsylvania. Last four digits of the phone number are 4093. Hello. Hi. uh, My name is Colleen. Hey, Jean. How you doing? Hi, Colleen. (laughs) Oh, Um, hey, Colleen. How you doing? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Jean. I, I knew Jean way in the beginning of his career path. And I've just been following his work, and I just find it so interesting and fascinating. And I'm really glad you're having him on your uh, teleseminar today. Awesome. Thank you. So um, I came in late on the program, so I missed the meditation. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask Jean is, 
I often get, quote, messages or instructions through, like, uh, just thoughts. Like, I'll be like, oh, I today I need to call X, Y, or Z. Is that, like, a dual state that we are working in because we're hearing the thought seemingly from outside ourselves? Or is that, like, a... Uh, is is that different than the state of um, non-dualism? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, um, when you're kind of in that witnessing consciousness, so you know what you are, and then something emerges, it's a, it's a bit like um, you're in the vast ocean and then sort of a wave appears. And so that wave is like the form. So you can say like within the uh, non-dual state you're receiving like uh, what we might call a dualistic um, message, but it, because it's coming out of that deepest part of yourself uh, or that connection that might be with the all, then you can then use that in a very practical way like you do. So um, so people, um, the idea is that from this non-dual witnessing state, then we can kind of emerge into the other dualistic planes, whether that be like the astral plane or which is mental, emotional, or the physical plane, and then do things. But it's sort of like the space in which it comes from feels much deeper than if it like emerged from a dualistic plane, like from a like the, the physical plane or the emotional plane. Oh, I see. Okay. My second really quick question is: Have you ever read anything by Sri Aurobindo? Um, there's a book oh, called Adventures uh, in mm -hmm. Consciousness. Have, are you familiar with him at all? Mm -hmm. Uh, yes, yes, yes. He 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 would be like uh, like um, one of the towering figures in terms of like uh, like kind of deep spirituality coming from the non-dual state that then kind of expanded it out into uh, like a deep spiritual literature. So uh, yeah, all of his uh, work would resonate very deeply and would take people to very deep states of consciousness. Okay, because I I believe his his concept is that we're more like receptors, um, so, and we're receiving from the world around us primarily, which I, is that different than, which seems to be different than many of the traditional um, philosophers of, you know, that genre. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, like we can um, receive uh, from all aspects and connect with the witness state from like, like what Sri Aurobindo or what you mentioned. Uh, because any uh, part of the whole, it's almost like a fractal that we connect to, can then create a resonance back to that uh, deepest aspect. So anything that we're uh, perceiving is actually a, is an emanation from the non-dual state or the holistic state. Or you could even say in more um, modern terms, the quantum field or the quantum void. So you're basically... The idea, it's, this is a Tibetan Buddhist idea, but the idea is that form and emptiness, they're one. So if you see something that has form, it reminds you of the non-dual state or reminds you of the void or emptiness state because in an, it in itself it has that within it. So this may be similar to what Sri Aurobindo was mentioning about receiving, like we're receivers on all levels. And I'll just mention, because I was thinking about it the other day, maybe this is synchronistic, that his partner, um, it was referred to as the mother, who was a French woman, and she went on to carry on his work. But she may also be someone, or maybe you're aware of her, uh, her work is also very deep, and she also talked more about the, the, 
the non-dual state or the deepest states of spirituality within within even our body, our physical body mm-hmm. and ourselves. Yeah. Um, thank you for those questions, Colleen. I think it's it's one of the things that kind of stunned me when I was understanding the chemistry materials and they were they were looking at the um, actual chemical structure of a cell or um, an atom, and it is mostly space. <laughs> um, we're actually more space than anything. Um, so it's really, it, you know, at the deepest level of our actual structure. So it's really kind of fascinating. So I love that. Um, I love that insight. Let's go to um, Maryland here. Last four digits are 0204. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, is this Kathy? Yes, it is. Hi, Kathy. How are you? Good. What would Hi, you Jean. like to support with? Hi. Um, Hi, what, can I, whatever you can just, um, what's the question to ask? Um, There's not a specific question. It's just, um, is there something that you would like a mini healing with or for? Yes, I'd like a mini healing on my inflammation. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think the frequency that, that kind of came to mind or maybe it's coming through already, it's called uh, Metatron Melchizedek Arcturian Mandala Healing Frequency, and, uh, mm-hmm. and we can uh, apply that for the inflammation as well as uh, whoever's listening live or even on the recording can receive the frequency and uh, intend to use it in whatever way they, they feel they need or, or want. Uh, does that sound good? Yes, very good. Okay, all right. We'll start. Okay, so we're starting. We're starting with the Metatron, Melchizedek, Arcturian, Mandala healing frequency. This works with not only the Arcturians, but also the Archangel Metatron, as well as the Ascended Master, Melchizedek, and also all the angels and beings who are in resonance with those three spiritual forces. To provide healing on whatever level is needed. Continue to deepen the Metatron, Melchizedek, Arcturian, Mandala healing frequency. And ended there, and that's the completion of the short session. Okay, I'm going to sign up for your uh, your special. <laughs> awesome. <So> thank you, <laughs> Great. Thank you Kathy. Thanks, thanks, Kathy. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's um, really beautiful. It's you know one of the things is. Um, I always like to watch the energy of the group. I have, I'm quite highly clairvoyant, so a lot of times I'll see 
energies moving. Mm-hmm. And it was so fascinating because I was seeing um, what I was witnessing with that is a lot of people being supported through their core all the way through the central channel, but then also like these spot, like, you know, one person I saw going into their ankle, um, someone else I saw the knee, yeah. like I also saw like these concentrations of light going into the body in different spots. So that was really fun to watch. Um so if you felt anything with that, you know, if you're feeling anything with these transmissions as you're listening in, you know, Jean did mention that it's for everybody. You can all receive. So just let us know. I'd love to hear what you're experiencing. Um, let's, um, I'm going to do another live caller, and then I'm going to hop over to the Q&A box as well. Um, let's go to Michigan. Last four digits of this phone number are 8866. Hello? Yes. Hello. This is Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Hi, Jean. Um, What I would like uh, healing with is circulatory issues, mainly Mm -hmm. in my legs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, yes. Uh, Well, um, there's a frequency. Actually, we'll do two. One's called the Arcturian repatterning of cells. It kind of works deeply on the cellular and DNA level. And then there's uh, another earth regenerative energy called uh, Arcturian red dragon energy, sort of very uh, strengthening uh, to the etheric physical body. Uh, Does that sound good? Yeah, it sounds wonderful. Thank you. Okay, great. Okay, so we're starting with the first frequency. It's called the Arcturian repatterning of cells. And people also listening to the call, also on the recording, can just receive the frequency. And if you have a certain intention, it doesn't have to only be physical, but on any level. Or you can just let the intelligence of the energies go wherever it's needed. Okay. We're also working for Mary's specific intention for the circulatory problems or open up the circulation. We'll continue to deepen the Arcturian repatterning of cells. Now we're shifting to the Arcturian Earth Regenerative Energy called the Arcturian Red Dragon Energy. It's very energizing and nourishing to the etheric body, the pranic body. It also comes from beings and energies from the healing energies from the Earth. It's also very grounding or nourishing to our physical system. Continue to channel the Arcturian Red Dragon Earth Regenerative Energy. Okay, and that ended the short session there. Very good. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, thanks. 
Ooh, thank you for that. Very cleansing. Um, um, let's take from the Q&A box. Um, Katie says, I would love a healing for the ringing in my ears. It's very challenging for me to be in the quiet when I have so much noise in my head. Okay, yeah. Uh, yes, there's a frequency, a very high um, level frequency called Arturian Divine Fire frequency, sort of a combination from the Arturians and also the Christ consciousness uh, together. And so, uh, yeah, we'll do that for Katie as well as for the group. Usually comes out as a white gold energy that you can, people can perceive what what they see. Okay, we're starting. We're starting with the Arcturian Divine Fire healing frequency, working on the physical, etheric, emotional, mental, causal, spiritual, and divine levels. to channel the Arcturian Divine Fire healing frequency. deepening to a third level, utilizing the Arturian divine fire healing frequency. Thank you for that. That one felt like it was really expanding us out, out of time, like really out of the confines of time. <laughs> um, um, again, if you um, if you experience that, Katie, if you're um, if you're on the call with us and you felt that, can you just let us know? Um, 
you know, what you experienced there. Uh, Janine from Belgium says, how do I get rid of fear to go outside and see people, especially now in these moments in special time where it's considered best to stay home, being senior and at risk? Um, even when I want to go in nature, I have to take public transport. Thank you for answering my question. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's um, well, there's a frequency we can also use that just came to mind uh, that will probably be helpful for all of us, I think, on um, it's called the Arcturian Metatron astral device for emotional balancing and just help mm-hmm. very helpful to like what Janine mentioned uh, balance maybe emotional or mental patterns that might be hindering us or that we no longer need mm-hmm. beautiful okay yeah so um, run this frequency and people can apply it how they their best intention for it and we'll work also for Janine's intention So we're running the Arcturian Metatron astral device for emotional balancing. to deepen the Arcturian Metatron astral device for emotional balance. That completes the short session there. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Wow. Um, you know, it's so amazing to witness um, what's happening as you're doing these and, and just to see how um, one of the things that's really becoming apparent for me is how the frequencies are really helping to resolve any auric distortions or interferences that don't allow for that open flow through all the, the bodies of the aura and all the layers of our consciousness, um, it's really amazing to see how they're working on different layers, but really working through the entire auric field. Really, really powerful. Um, so I know that um, as you are listening in, you're feeling the power of that as well. Uh, Jean, I'd like to have you share uh, about what you have available to work more deeply with these frequencies because I know we can feel what's happening in just a short time, um, but you have some nice deep work um, available for us. So I'd like to bring everybody's attention to that, and we'll come back. There's a couple of good questions in here I'd like to ask you, but I want you to talk about what you have available first because it might actually answer some of the questions that I'm seeing in here, um, and then if not, we'll come back to those. But um, 
if you're on the webcast page, you can click, there's a button that says special offer. You can click that. That will take you to the offer page. Or you can go to academyforthesoul.com forward slash gene offer eight. That's academyforthesoul.com forward slash G-E-N-E-O-F-S. E-R and the number eight, and it's all lowercase, and you can see what's available. So, Jean, can you talk to us about the um, this program you have available with the Arcturian Healing Method for these non-dual frequencies? Yeah. Uh, so this would be the, the first time we're doing this in a live group session. And uh, what, what the format is, is um, it's a live Zoom call, actually three, uh, in a row uh, for about two two and a half hours each meeting uh, for three days. So it's like it's like um, you're in this mini retreat bubble for the three days, even though we're only meeting for you know two and a half hours each day or two hours each day. And also, if those live times don't match, that you get everyone gets the recording, so you can also do it through the recordings. Uh, but each um, day we'll be uh, having a 50 minute healing session, working with. There's overall five non-dual healing frequencies, kind of labeled one through five, and they basically deepen that non-dual state in kind of all states of consciousness that we were kind of outlining or talking about in the interview. So in the first 50-minute healing session, we work um, deeply with uh, the non-dual healing frequencies one and two. Uh, and then uh, and then I'll just go on to the next day. Then the first the 50-minute healing session on day two is number three and four of the non-dual healing frequencies. And then on the third day, we work with the fifth one and then also all five together. So that's a, a very deep way to connect, you know, on the soul or I am presence level to this state of consciousness. And then also within each session, we have a discussion afterwards kind of deepening this understanding, like how Colleen mentioned some of these uh, deeper spiritual teachers like Sri Aurobindo and and his partner who carried on his tradition mother, and how the non-dual state can be embodied, like we, um, Amanda had brought up, how you can embody that all the way to the physical. And then we end with an actual meditation. And this is sort of, you know, how you can really accelerate that process. We sort of um, started one, like one of those techniques with that, connecting with a higher being, you know, through their chakras. Uh, but we work primarily with the central channel, and which is actually the channel uh, we didn't get a chance to mention this, that working with the central channel, which is right in front of your physical spine, it's like the vertical channel, is like how you access your non-dual states most deeply when you can get your awareness and prana into the central channel at whatever chakra level that, um, you know, you may be working with. So we do a meditation to, to help deepen that, and then you can use those recordings to, like, uh, either develop a daily practice or some regular practice uh, working with the non-dual states. So each of those three days will end with kind of this higher-powered, high-voltage um, high um, pillar of light meditation. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and one of the things I did mention was witnessing that energy coming through the central channel, and it's really beautiful and it's really powerful. So um, that's amazing. Um now, you mentioned in here the deep sleep and the blissful states, and you were talking about having consciousness or being consciously aware while still asleep, but being a little bit more lucid. So is that something that people are going to be able to do moving through this program? 
Yeah, yeah. To expand a little, I just um, uh, was, uh, you know, saw that. Uh, but just to expand on that, um, particularly with the, um, it, it will be there in the healing session, but working um, in, and in the discussion how to stabilize this non-dual awareness in these kind of what they call four states, um, and particularly the chakras. So in the meditation on day one will uh, primarily be focused on the head and throat center. And that's where when you meditate at the head and throat center, uh, you know, in the center of the head, in the central channel, you stabilize the waking non-dual state and then the dreaming state, respectively. So the, the center of the head is for the waking state, the throat is for the dreaming state. And so we'll go over techniques to do that and also how to, like, induce the lucid dream state through the throat chakra. And then um, the second session, uh, when we do the meditation primarily, will be focused on the heart center. That's where you can access non-dual awareness during the deep sleep state. Mm-hmm. And then the navel center, which is where you can access like blissful states of consciousness, even what would be considered orgasmic states of consciousness, but where you're still aware with the witness. And those are some of the most deepest states of non-dual awareness. So that would work with the navel center. And then finally on uh, day three, it's sort of how do you bring all these together uh, to really work at um, uh, all the way to the physical level. And so that would be working with the, uh, the head, throat, heart, navel, and also with the root center so that the root center is really the embodiment of our physical body. So how do you bring the non-dual witness to all the way to the physical dimension? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so important. Um, You know, I, my work I do is the medical intuitive. So I, I recognize that when we have our bodies um, aligned to allow that light to come through, that's where so much can be resolved. Um, And we don't have to go into so much analysis or trying to figure out, oh, what is the issue, but we can just allow ourselves to receive that flow of light. So, I mean, this is major. Um, You know, I really, (laughs) really want to just kind of reinforce how, how big that is for helping to serve at the physical level, but also allowing us to access those expanded states of consciousness um, and really bring more of that into awareness. I mean, this is so beautiful. And I have another question. Is this something that will actually help people? Like if somebody is having trouble sleeping, um, they have interrupted sleep or they don't get good sleep or maybe they have trouble even going to sleep, is this something that's going to help those people? Yeah, well, actually, that could be quite helpful because um, first, the, with the witness consciousness, what it does when you're kind of practicing that is you are able to become disidentified with the thoughts and the feelings, kind of the anxiety that might be creating. Uh, it could be subconscious, but it could also be uh, conscious uh, of these emotional states that might be keeping one up. So you're able to continue to sort of become more calm or less identified with those states and therefore sleep better. And then the other thing is that you can even bring your spiritual practice into all states of consciousness, particularly during the sleep state. So uh, whether one's awake or sleeping or somewhere in between, you can still practice spiritually and, and learn to or develop this more stable awareness with the witness. Mm. 
That's so important. Um, you know, physically, that's huge. You know, for I know when we don't get enough sleep, when we don't get the right kind of sleep, causes so many issues with our brain, our memory, our capacity to think clearly, um, our nervous system, our hormones can go crazy and all out of balance. It can increase our blood pressure and our heart issues. So um, that's huge, you know, when you can um, really start to come into that better, you know, getting an adequate sleep, but then also being able to open up to higher awareness and have solutions for what wants to come through or even just higher perspectives um, that bring peace, that bring greater flow of light to the body. It's massive. So, I mean, this is extraordinary um, what you've offered here. Um, so I am excited for everyone who jumps through to work with Jean um, and accessing these frequencies, optimizing your sleep, um, and really allowing that to serve and support you in so many ways and to help recondition your energy system and your body. So, again, if you want to hop in on that, you can go to academyforthesoul.com forward slash gene offer eight. Um, so I want to come over. Diane from Sarasota has an interesting question. She says, Jean, how does jumping timelines relate to dualism? Are the messages and insights received the same on all timelines? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I wonder if I know Diane, because I know a Diane from Sarasota, but that's great. I'm sure we know each other on some level. But, um, yes, uh, I'm also interested in the timeline piece, and the Arturians have worked with the different timelines. The idea with the non-dual state, what it does is it gives one a larger view of the different um, ways to work, even quantumly. Now we're working a lot with the different quantum levels of our multidimensional selves, which you know would be being able to shift timelines or um, shift uh, even into different states of consciousness. So those would still be considered like relative states even though they're much um, more fluidic, more dynamic than, let's say, if we only identified with our three-dimensional reality. But what the non-dual state allows is a larger context for all of that to almost like come through in our awareness. And therefore, we're much more stable and can even... uh, What happens with the witness state that I didn't mention is when you keep identifying with the witness, particularly... Even in the waking state, but like if you're, it may happen first in meditation or, or even in those sleep states, is by identifying with the witness, you then can merge into what's, what's truly like a deep non-dual where you don't have object-subject duality. Like you, you're not witnessing something else. You actually become everything that you're witnessing. And you can't really will that to happen. Uh, because that's coming from the conscious mind, like, right. sort of like I'm going to enter that state. Right. So the, the, what you do is you put yourself into the witness, and then it happens, you could say, by grace or ease, or it just happens naturally. Uh, so the timelines can all, like, that kind of work with the timelines, all emerges out of the, the non-dual or witness state. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There's so much peace with that, <laughs> um, just like being able to relax and settle into, okay. You know, I just it's, it's almost like being able to take the focus from all these different things that are happening and just be present um, is what it feels like it's bringing us to to some degree. Um, and I know that's such a simplification, but at the same time, there's so much power in that. Um, Cindy from Apache Junction says, thank you for taking my questions. I've had many recent changes in relationships, family, friends. 
Um, what do you see that I need to heal or let go of? I want to heal my heart. Um, so I'm wondering, would you want to do a mini um, healing session for Cindy? I feel like there's a lot of people who um, right now are going through that sense of feeling separate or different or mm. isolated or alone that maybe um, might relate to this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we can do two frequencies. Um, one is called the Arcturian uh, forgiveness frequency. And then the other one, uh, and that can be forgiveness of ourself or for whatever the condition is. It may be forgiveness mm-hmm. of others or any situation uh, from the soul level. And then the other one is called the Arcturian time collapsing frequency, which helps us to collapse time by absorbing whatever um, particular lessons or soul uh, plans or contracts that we've had, and so that can um, also be very healing or like a balm. Beautiful, thank you. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we're going to start with the Arcturian forgiveness frequency. Channeling the Arcturian forgiveness frequency. Now we're channeling the Arcturian time collapsing frequency. That completes the short meeting session. Mm. Thank you for that. Definitely see a lot opening in the chest for people. Um, Really, really beautiful. Um, There's a couple people who are asking different questions that um, rather than going to specific people, I think I'm just going to ask you more generally. How would somebody know if they have a connection or if they're in resonance with the Arcturians? Like, are there certain signs or clues or um, ways that they might know 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to mention a little bit, uh, and, and before I answer that question, just because an, another piece came in about the sleep, is that um, these non-dual states, particularly of the deep sleep level, when you can kind of access them with a little more consciousness, it um, can make your sleep more efficient. So actually you don't need mm-hmm. longer sleep because you go deep, so uh, because you go deeply and uh, keep an awareness of that. So even a short amount of sleep could actually feel very like like a very rejuvenating, like say a long sleep cycle would have provided. And uh, I've, I've noticed that in my own kind of practice. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, but I think uh, we all like that efficiency. We you know there's so much we want to do and so much we want to experience in our time here. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah, that's what I thought to just mention. Um, so, the, yes, the, about the Arcturians, and I, I kind of sharing a little bit about my own unfolding, connecting with them. But uh, sometimes when you just hear that word, you might not have ever heard it before. Like now, I guess maybe whoever might be or the people group that might be asking have heard it a number of times. But if you first remember when you heard it, or even now that might be the case, it's just sort of you get interested or some kind of familiarity uh, it's like a an activation in itself, the the word itself. Like words mm-hmm. are, I was um, studying some uh, um, Peruvian shamanism um, just because of that interest. And uh, they kind of teach that uh, words are actually spiritual beings. It's, it's a fascinating mm-hmm. concept, which makes total mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so are we going to mention something or? No, I just, I'm, I'm feeling into that because I, you know, I feel like everything, everything, um, even the things we don't even realize all have a consciousness that the more we can Mm. become aware of it, like you said, the actual words we use have a vibration and a tone. And, um, Mm. so everything that we think we speak that we, the words that we use become so important. We become more mindful of what we're saying to ourselves in our mind. We can become more mindful of what, like, if you're paying attention to what am I speaking out to other people, you know, just unconsciously, Mm. what is my habit? I think the more we can bring awareness to that, we can actually really shift a lot just through the wording that we're using and becoming aware of that. So I'm, I'm really fascinated by what you're sharing. So I was just like, yes. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and I was paying attention to the wording, like in the beginning when you kind of brought everyone in, and and like the word genius and illumination and radiance and energized, and uh, thinking of like how these are all like different angels or you know like spiritual mm-hmm. beings are calling in. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so 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 um, kind of the the Arcturian word itself, from my, like my own experience, that is an activator that you could just remember, like, what did I feel about that? And uh, then, like, if you, uh, you could just call in the Arcturians using that word in your meditation or in a, before you do a healing session or, uh, like, now, and, like, um, you know, the frequencies were kind of, were kind of in the bathing of this sort of field of art, really just kind of being held by the Arcturians in a sense. And you kind of feel like, does that feel, like, it may remind you of something, almost like a homecoming, and um, and people like can love a certain frequency from maybe a certain spiritual line of beings and feel like oh yes that that is part of my line or that is sort of like I resonate with that but maybe I'm part of this line and that that's sort of an unfolding so these are different ways it's almost like meeting a good friend again 
and you kind of remember, oh yeah, I remember now. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. kind of meet up and we're like right back where we left off, sort of, you know, even though yeah. like 20 years has passed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I always love that. And yeah, that that's really helpful. Thank you for that. So for those of you who wrote mm-hmm. in asking about that, um, there you go. There's your answer. Um, so just feel into that. Um, I think this might be a good time to do the activation to really help all of us have an experience of that non-dual witnessing awareness. Um, are you ready to oh. do that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds great. Um, yeah, so just I mentioned, oh, yeah, I mentioned there's five of these frequencies. So um, I can, uh, basically, I'll run, I'm going to run all five together. I call them, I call it a blast method. <laughs> um, whatever you need uh, in kind of wherever you are with the, you know, that would help your system and consciousness um, both become aware of this non-dual state that we all have and also stabilize that in, in whatever conditions we're in, uh, we'll come across. Um, yeah, and we'll go like that for like five minutes or more just so you can really get a deeper sense of that. And that can be almost like uh, you can even use that as a short healing, like with the recording. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Okay. Thank you. Or, or and a short short meditation, too. Mm-hmm. Meditation, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> oh, okay. beautiful. Thank yeah, you. So you could just, oh, yeah. You could just relax and if you either just want to you can also meditate with this or just let it wash over you in whatever way will be most helpful. We're starting the full array of the Arcturian non-dual healing frequency, one through five. Usually I'm silent as they're being channeled, but you'll hear me speak every so often just to let you know that I'm here and that the frequencies are continuing to deepen as we go along. You can just identify with that witness consciousness that allows anything to arise. watches everything that is arising, whether it's your physical body, sensation, emotions or thoughts, images. Just let all that arise and fall its natural pace. Continuing to deepen the exposure to the Arcturian non-dual healing frequency.
entering a second or deeper cycle here. Whatever arises, you just don't identify with it. You just watch. Letting it come and letting it go. Entering a final third deepening phase. Increasing the intensity of the and deep depth of the frequency. a little more of the third deepening phase. And that completes the exposure to the Arcturian non-dual feeling frequencies number one through five. When you feel comfortable, you can open your eyes and snap your fingers. Oh, so powerful. I'd love to hear what you all experienced um, through that, what you felt, what you noticed. Um that helps to anchor it in <laughs> when you when you bring your attention to what you're perceiving in your body and your awareness, what came through. Thank you so much for that. Um, there's so much spaciousness <laughs> that I'm noticing in my mind even, but also in the field, just like so much opening up. Um, thank you so much for that. Really, really beautiful. Wow. Well, um, oh, yeah. I feel like we've definitely gotten a taste of... Um, so many different frequencies. It feels like there's a smorgasbord. Like so many, is there like are there a certain number of different types of frequencies? Are they infinite? What's going on there? Uh, yeah. Well, I, um, there are. I started out with you know one level of the Arturian healing method, which is just the connection with the Arturians and a way to uh, um, if people like to get attuned to certain frequencies, which I kind of labeled them. And now um, in this. Um, December will be level 10 so there's sort of mm. like uh, 
like you said, an array of frequencies just that are identified, you know, to help to connect to them. Yeah, yeah. So we can actually relate to them and welcome them in. Um, I get it. That's awesome. Well, I mean, this has been amazing. We've gotten so many mini healings and um, just such such expansion happening right here already. Can only imagine what will happen for people as they go deeper and really consciously start to use um, use these frequencies while sleeping even um, to, to help support mm. and strengthen. So, again, if you are feeling the call, if you're really loving these frequencies, you can go deeper with Jean at academyforthesoul.com forward slash Jean offer eight and get in on those three live calls. Um, really, you know, deep, deep, um, expansive work, um, just the beauty of that. Um, it feels like, you know, what I was recognizing and, and witnessing is it feels like so much shift in a beautiful way. It's like not having to go through and figure out how to do it, but just being in the allowing, allowing the energy to come in, allowing um, allowing yourself to receive. So um, that's kind of what I was witnessing and perceiving, allowing it to be a really beautiful experience of shifting and transforming and connecting into that higher energy that higher wisdom, brilliance, genius, all the things that we were talking about early on in the call um, and allowing those to really awaken within the body. So it's just so beautiful and precious from what I'm witnessing. Um, And I'm sure that there's so much more going on than even I'm perceiving at this point. So um, thank you so much for bringing all this forward, Jean. I'd love to hear from you. Are there um, some final thoughts and words that you'd like to leave with everybody before we leave the call here today? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that model of the waking, uh, dreaming, deep sleep, and uh, orgasmic or bliss state, these are kind of, this is a a Tibetan yogic um, framework, but those are sort of basically every 24 hours we go through uh, those states of consciousness. So as we bring more mindfulness uh, to all those states, you could call it the witness state or you could call it the I am presence. As we presence them more, like you said, allow more uh, in all those four states of consciousness that we're always experiencing. It's almost like the entire day or our entire 24 hours becomes like a mindful prayer in a, in a way or, or offering, you know, to, to ourselves, to others, to the, you know, both um, people we're connected to or beings we're connected to physically as well as non-physically. So, um, yes, I think it's just a beautiful uh, thing that's happening on the planet as more and more people relate and also share their own experiences with these uh, deep states of consciousness. Mm, I love that. Our 24 hours being that mindfulness prayer, that conscious prayer. Oh my goodness. I love it. I got tingles. (laughs) Um, So beautiful to just think that every moment of our existence, we're then in that mindfulness and in that awakening and opening to the beauty and the brilliance and the magnificence. Um, so precious. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for that. Thank you so much, Jean. This has been just beautiful energy coming in, really expansive and opening, um, really peace invoking, too. Um, just really starting to, you know, I can imagine that that's the beauty of the non-duality is really allowing us to come into that greater internal harmony. So um, really brilliant, really beautiful. I appreciate you being here and sharing this with us today. Um 
for all of you listening in, thank you for being here. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your contributions and bringing your energy to the call and asking your questions and being open um, and really being available to what wants to come through for you as a conduit here to bring more light to the planet. Um, Just want to acknowledge your contributions and know that we appreciate you. We appreciate you being here. We appreciate your energy, your light, your brilliance, and hold the space for that to become more present and available to your own conscious awareness. Thank you for being here. Um, Of course, we also want to give thanks to Divine Mother, Divine Father, all the beings of love, light, power, and service, the elementals, the devas, Mother Earth, Father Son, our higher selves, the angelic beings, the Arcturians, all the beautiful beings that are here supporting our evolutionary journeys and awakening through these times as we come together in sacred community. So we give our thanks from our heart, sending that gratitude out. And from my heart to yours, just sending love and infinite blessings Mm, just sharing it with all of you. Thanks again. Thank you, Jean. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Take care, and bye for now. Thanks, man.